0: Try, try, try And I try have all been spent
1: Everybody, this is Vinny Bucci, A.K.A. the Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining us here on the Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yes, sir. He's been broken. Yes, sir. And now he's just broke, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the Boochcast the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mister Zach Scott.
2: What's up, dude? Dude, yes, yes, it's me, the broke shoulder, Zach Scott. Boochcast is back on air, and genuinely speaking, I'm not that broke. Vinny, this car was not that bad tonight. So,
1: it, some things. It was not that bad. I do. That being said, as uh, to quote <sighs> a certain um, famous uh, Hollywood movie character, I do have some thoughts. You have some thoughts? Yes. That being said, I do have some thoughts. Um, what are those thoughts, sir? <laughs> we're going to get to that in this one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we kick things off with an in-ring segment. We have the NXT champion Braun Breaker. Uh, Breaker puts over uh, JD McDonough as a world-class performer. Breaker says he knows that NXT UK champion didn't come all the way across the pond for the Sky Miles. He said, "A Tyler Bate wants something, now's the time to speak. Bate's music hits and he walks to the ring. Bate thanks Breaker for the invitation and congratulates him on his win last week. He says he is the first and will be the last NXT UK champion. And with NXT Europe around the corner, they should unify the belts. Breaker puts over Bate, but as this isn't NXT UK, Breaker and Bate shake on it. And they will face off in two weeks in a champion versus champion title for title unification match.
2: Do you want that to happen? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Finally, one champion in NXT, and that puts all the NXT people together. And I didn't know this Tyler of bait did. Okay, okay, okay. And I thought it was good. What I loved was, uh, even though he was in the wrong state, uh, Breaker Ron goes,
1: "Where's my dogs
2: at?" I'm like, uh, "Dude, that's the wrong state." <laughs> <laughs> I'm <it> out there. <laughs> I was well, like, "Yeah, go dogs!" But dude, you're in Florida. Go dogs.
1: Well, not if, when people say, "Where are my dogs at?" They're not necessarily talking about UGA. It's like, you know, Braun Breaker's dad was Rick Steiner, the dog-faced gremlin. So, he can say, you know, where my dogs at? <coughs> you know, because Rick Steiner was uh, quite the barker back in the day. <laughs> and as I <I'm, laughs> as I watch a lot of these classic pay-per-view reviews from uh, WCW, I see a side of Rick Steiner I was not always familiar with when he was uh, teaming with his uh, brother. So, yeah, so it, it does have that possibility to it. Also, what I like is I want to see a unification match. I really do. And the reason is because since NXT UK is being rebranded as NXT Europe, I would like to see... Here's what what I think we should do for this. When they finally get NXT Europe, I say we bring back the European title. Yeah, I can see that. The NXT European Champion. Yeah. And that should be the top title in NXT Europe. And you, you bring back the European title, which at one point, was a major title in WWE. It was one of the ones you had to get to become a Grand Slam champion. In fact, some of the all-time greats have never been Grand Slam champions, because they never held those title, that title. Yeah, I thought this promo was actually really, really
2: good. Those two don't seem to hate each other. They actually seem to get along. So we'll see where this goes.
1: Exactly. And the thing is, a lot of these guys, like a lot of the guys that never held the European titles, why they were never able to be Grand Slam Champions, but like the first ever European Champion was the British Bulldog. Uh, Shawn Michaels is another. Triple H has been European Champion. Uh, Owen Hart has been the European Champion. Uh, Lo brown x-poc shane mcmahon uh midian jeff jarrett mark henry uh val venus kurt angle chris jericho eddie guerrero perry saturn al snow william regal crash holly test Matt Hardy's been a European champion. The Hurricane, uh, Bradshaw, Christian, uh, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. Um, He was recognized as the European champion. And then eventually it went to Spike Dudley, Jeff Hardy, and then Rob Van Dam was the last European champion.
2: The oldest one will have to be uh, DDP. The youngest one was Jeff Hardy. Exactly. So, um... Let's see where where this goes.
1: Exactly. So, I'm saying I would like to bring back the European title and bring it to NXT, but also mention that you got to mention the list of all these greats who've held the title to give it the prestige that it needs when you, you know, bring it in. That way, whoever wins the NXT European title, their name can be placed amongst the greats who've held it. So, that's what I would love to see happen. But because UK is pretty much gone... And they've released a lot of um, NXT talent in the process. That's why I'm okay with them unifying the NXT and the NXT UK belts. Because, like I said, NXT UK is done. They've already announced that they're it's over. It's done with. They're rebranding it as NXT Europe um so a lot of the uk guys are going to be either part of that nxt europe or they're going to come to the states in fact i found out recently they did a massive release of nxt uk talent and i found out the reason those particular people got released was because they did not want to relocate to the united states so the people in nxt uk that are still here are the ones that were willing to relocate and come to america the ones who were not willing to relocate and come to america they got released because we're not going to have a uk anymore so there's no so if you're not willing to come to the united states we have to release you so it's it, it, it's a business move it's not personal it's not meant to be malicious it's just it's business you know if one yeah. branch of a company goes under and you're not willing to relocate to another branch i mean you gotta start looking for another job true Okay, moving on. Yes. So we move on and we have our first official match of the evening for the NXT UK Tag Team Titles. Briggs and Jensen with Fallon Henley defend the belts against Gallus.
2: I like Gallus. They're just, just dudes. It was a good match until the fucking end. Ugh. Yes. Remember that Deadly had to get involved? Motherfuckers. Ugh. And then Diamond Mag caught up and sneaks one on Gals. I think that's uh, a little payback for what happened last week. But I thought this mess was good until the fucking it did. Anyways. Yeah. Ugh.
1: It was good, solid tag team wrestling. Gallus is a very badass team, and they demonstrated it. They were one of the most dominant NXT UK uh, tag team champions. Briggs and Jensen, of course, have been, you know, always been great since they got here. Uh, And the only thing that bothered me at the beginning was at one point, Fallon Henley and Last Legend were getting into it, and Briggs and Jensen separated them to walk to the ring. I'm sorry, but that particular thing irritates me. See, I'm the type of guy where if I'm in a championship match and I need to focus. If you get into a fight with somebody else, I'm letting you handle the fight. Like, I got a title match that I need to focus on, okay? we I don't need these guys dealing with all this cat fight baby mama drama. It's, it's stupid. It's pointless. I hate it. It's like, I, I've seen a lot. I even seen a lot of the pay per view reviews I'm watching where there'll be a fight outside and one of the wrestlers gets distracted. I'm like, the, the fuck do you care about the fight outside, dude? Go, let the girls have their cat fight. Focus on your title match. Dumbass. You're going to hear me say that a lot in future pay per view reviews. I want you to know that. So tune in to me and Gator. I'm going to have some shit to say. Unbelievable. But. It just irritates me. So but yes, I do agree that, you know, obviously pretty dang last legend attack, Briggs and Jensen get counted out. Gallus wins by count, but the belts do not change hands on a count out. Therefore, they are still champions. Diamond Mine gets the attack as well they should. They need to get the upper hand on Gallus, and there we do. There we go. So that's all I really gotta say about that. Uh Zach, you have anything to add you wanna move on?
2: Uh Good start, shitty
1: finish. On. All right, so we cut to a uh, good old Chase University, where they bring out this guy Charlie Dempsey, who I swear to God looks like Pete Dunn's older brother. Am I the only one that caught that?
2: I'm catching it now.
1: Does, does he not look like he? He doesn't look. He looks like he. I know it's not Pete Dunn. I'm very aware of that. But he looks like his older brother or something. Or they look like they could be related. Uh-huh. You know. Now, uh, now I know if you're. If, now I know a lot of you main roster guys know him as Butch. But we in NXT know him as Pete Dunne, and
2: well, he's Pete Dunne, not push.
1: Whatever, I don't, I don't care what his name is as long as he gets a push. Um, but Charlie Dempsey basically just starts stretching everybody, and they have to keep reminding him this is exhibition and all that. And then Charlie basically tells his um, you know, basically tells Andre Chase his students are soft, and walks away after after uh Chase gets mad, he's basically beating the fuck out of these guys. But and here's the an thing. I was shocked that Chase showed compassion. I'm so used to him yelling and screaming and dog cussing everybody. But I noticed he didn't do that this week. I thought that was weird. But I also agree, some of these guys are pretty, you know, sawft soft. So I think that's something that needs to be taught to these guys. And I'm wondering if Chase is going to teach them or if things are going to get crazy. But I think these guys are eventually going to get tough. Because Bodie almost got Bodie was ready to fight, and I think Charlie deep down kind of liked that. When you're administering like tough love to somebody, and they finally get up and shove you, and they want to beat your ass, you had that look in your eye like, there it is. That's the killer instinct I want. I think Charlie was kind of proud of him for a second till Chase broke it up. But either way, it was aw- it was awkward. It was very awkward awkward and then we cut to the Grayson Waller effect the newest talk show in NXT and out comes Apollo Cruz, and I fucking love this can I just say that? This is
2: fantastic. I like the part where Grace O'Reilly took the mic out of Vic's hand. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, he just takes the mic out of their hands, just shuts them both down. <laughs> and here's the thing, and I and this is what made me almost think it wasn't planned. They were trying to promote Clash at the Castle, and he cut them off. Like uh, that is that really what you want to do? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, like the whole like when, I mean, do you really want to do it during a a, pr- a promo spot? I understand if you saying next week on NXT and you rip the mic out of their hand, but I didn't think they want to do that for Clash of the Castle. But then again, the NXT people aren't involved in Clash of the Castle. They're doing Worlds Collide. So but yeah, so but I, I agree. It was great, took the mic away. You- and then he tell ta- and then he asks Apollo Crews a tough question. He goes, Didn't you used to have an accent? <laughs> I love that. And I loved Apollo's response. He does the Nigerian accent and explains he's still a Nigerian warrior and all that. I liked it. And I did too. And you know what it reminded me of? What? When Kofi broke character on Raw. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Triple H looked over and said, "Um, aren't you supposed to be Jamaican? And then Kofi had a look on did his face where'd like, where'd the accent go? <laughs> no, he didn't say accent. He just said, didn't you used to be Jamaican? And then right. Kofi had a look on his face like, oh, fuck me. And that was when he finally got rid of the Jamaican accent because he fucked up on TV. <laughs> Normally, you would get... You still I'm surprised he didn't get fired for that. In the Territory days, you would have got fired for that. You know, as petty and harsh as y'all think Vince McMahon was, the Territory guys were way fucking worse. So, so yeah, so he talked about that. Then they talked about, then, you know, then eventually they're asking all these questions. He's calling Apollo out on all his shit. And like, it was clearly oh. an unscripted show. And then Apollo said, how does it feel to be a low-budget version of The Miz? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And then And then Grayson Waller said, I take that as a compliment. And that's when I said, I am never watching Grayson Waller again. Anyone who considers it an honor to be compared to the Miz, like I don't take you seriously in the business. Just know that I don't at all.
2: Everybody in the whole world knows how you feel about the Miz.
1: Do they? Yeah. Are you
2: sure? Don't you fucking start! I swear to God.
1: Are you sure? Do I need to remind
2: everybody? No, we do not need the reminder of. I'll give you the short sweet version. many Vinny Buchie here is still pissed off that the best blow off of her interview to go do something on national TV. Get over it. Wham. Boo-hoo. Moving on. Live another day. Shut up.
1: Hey, I'll let it go when the Jews let it go. So he's got a bit of a wait. And on that note, we're gonna move on. To the next match of the evening that doesn't involve reality show rejects and people who shit upon my business. A great match here. We got Cameron yeah. Grimes versus Javier Cameron. Bernal.
2: I thought this was actually really, really good. Uh with um Gacy and a diet up there. It's like and I like what Gacy Hey Cameron, good luck. And he did pretty good and uh hit that cave-in and just basically pulling it out. and says, yeah. I thought this was actually a good match, and I don't know who this Javier Bernal guy is, but he put up a good fight, but in the end, one, two, three, and there was a botch. Did you see a botch move?
1: Yes, Grimes uh, dropped Bernal in his head trying to backdrop him.
2: Yeah, I saw that. I was like, crap. Dude, ah, it, man.
1: That was... I'm up I mean, I don't think he did that on purpose. That was an accident. It was It was clearly an accident. But still, that being said, that's why fast-paced wrestling isn't good. I, that's why I'm not a big fan of fast-paced Boom, 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 back and forth shit like that. Because when you move fast like that in a ring, accidents can happen. But if you slow your pacing down, you can reduce the injuries. You can still get hurt doing wrestling, regardless of what style you're doing. But the the better the pacing is, the you decrease the injuries and it allows the audience more time to register what the fuck is going on. It gives the brain time to process what the fuck you're doing. So,
2: yeah, I guess, yeah, I can understand that right there.
1: And again, this is is another thing that I'm realizing as I'm doing these pay-per-view reviews and watching classic wrestling. Like, the pacing is so fast today, I forget there was a slower pace in wrestling. It's weird. When you watch, when you've been watching fast-paced wrestling for well over a decade, and you go back and watch old shit from the 80s and the 90s and how slow they move in the ring, you're like... Jesus Christ! What the fuck? You know, it's like it's like eat, it's like eating it's like eating like fast food your whole life, and then one day you eat like a primo steak, and you're just like, holy shit, this is good. You know that kind of shit?
2: Yeah, actually, putting some pineapple on a pizza tastes good too.
1: Shut the fuck up, Zach. <laughs> That's a warning. Next time you go to the basket, and we move on now <laughs> to the next match of the evening. Uh, we got Blair Davenport versus Indy Hartwell.
2: Uh, I liked it. Did you? Yes. I very. Yeah, I, I was like, I didn't know who that person was, but she seems like a badass, but that's not the point of this match now, is it?
1: No. It's, this was basically a TV match because, and the reason I say the TV match, it's not filler, but it was a TV match. And the reason I call it a TV match is because the match was meant to set up the angles. That's what a TV match is. It's, it's just a regular match, but, but, the, but the most important thing is not what happens during the match, but what happens after the match, the angle. It comes in. So these two women had a very good match. I will not t- I will not take anything away from that. But after Davenport is a suplex into what looked to be a neck breaker for the win, Blair Davenport gets the win over Indy Hartwell. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Then after the match, Davenport attacks Hartwell and then kicks her out of the ring. She grabs a mic and says she is the rightful heir to the women's championship. Mandy Rose walks down to the ring. Rose introduces herself to Davenport, and explains that she is standing in her ring right now, and that Davenport is in Rose's world, and in her world, every Everyone follows her lead. She then tells Davenport to put some respect on her name. And then the NXT UK Women's Champion, Miko Satomura, interrupts. Satomura says Rose isn't the most dominant champion, the final boss is, because apparently that's her nickname, the uh, the final boss. And Satomora challenges Rose to a champion versus champion match. Basically, she wants to unify the women's titles, similar to how Tyler Bate wanted to unify the men's titles. Davenport goes nuts and says, she's supposed to be the number one contender. So Satomora says, fine, it can be a triple threat match. I don't want to see a championship
2: match. Triple threat. I hate those things. And who the fuck is this Samara Miko Kandiko Kapuko? person? I don't know who the fuck that is.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. Th- this is the thing I want to say about this. And I swear to God, I am not saying this to go on a Japanese tirade. I'm not doing that. I swear to God, I'm not doing that. But they're talking about how she's a legend in the business.
2: I don't know
1: who that is. This is the first time I'm hearing her name. What fucking legacy does she have? Seriously, I have not heard her name mentioned at all. At all? Who is At all? Not not at all. Not at all. all. Okay. Apparently, she spent a year in WCW and she was in the women's title tournament because they had a WCW briefly had a women's championship. That only lasted for a short period of time. In fact, I think only four women actually held this thing. It was um Akira Hokuto, Devi Masami, whoever the fuck that is. And then it was vacated. Then it was deactivated. So it was never really held by anyone of pro- of of consequence. It it had no real history behind it. So mostly because in the South, they didn't take women's wrestling as seriously as they should have. But so apparently she was also in a couple of women, Japanese promotions. She was in a Gaia, Gaia, G-A-E-A. How the fuck you pronounce that? For 10 years. She spent one year in WCW, then went back there. Then there was Sendai Girls Pro Wrestling, which she was in from 2006 to now. So I guess she wrestles there from time to time. She was in Chikara. She made a couple of Chikara appearances, which is not something to really brag about. Uh, she was in the Mae Young Classic. Uh, she she defeated uh, Killer Kelly, Mercedes Martinez, and Lacey Lane before being eliminated in the semifinals by Dadass ass Tony Storm. And then she went on to NXT UK. She became the first Japanese wrestler to hold the UK Women's Championship, as well as in NXT UK overall. And um, let me see. Apparently, I think she she defeated uh Kaylee Ray who we now know as Alba Fire before she moved on and then she and Blair Davenport had fought for the belt before but Blair was never able to beat uh was never able to beat her so basically that's her career i don't see the legendary status here maybe somebody needs to explain it to me but I don't see it.
2: Me neither. I don't care who it is. I don't want this match to happen, but what can we do about it?
1: Exactly. Well, Satomura would have to be in it if there's going to be a unification because he's a champion. I don't want to see Blair Davenport in this match. I'd rather see Mandy Rose versus Satomura. You know, there Although there is one positive to this being a triple threat match. Mandy Rose loses the title? Yes, they might make her lose without being involved in the decision. Because usually, when you have a triple threat match, that's normally how you do it. You have you set it up to where the champ doesn't have to be pinned to lose her title or something like that.
2: Okay, moving on.
1: Yes. Um. So after we see all this commotion, Hartwell sits on the side of the ring, complaining about her recent string of bad luck and basically trying to blame herself. She's getting down on herself. All of a sudden. Dexter Loomis shows up, (laughs) crawls from under the ring. They crawl to each other, and they basically embrace, and they start kissing in the ring, and Loomis carries Hartwell to the back. They get to the back. They're kissing again and Dexter basically walks out the front door. There's cop cars, and he gets arrested. But before he walked out the door, he left Indy a note. And I got a chance to somewhat look at the note, and it says, goodbye, Indy, and in parentheses it says, for now. And it says, I love you forever.
2: You know what I thought it was? What? Divorce papers.
1: (laughs) By the way, I'm laughing because I thought exactly the same thing. so the good news is they're not getting divorced the bad news is we're not going to see them together for a while because it looks like dexter's going to jail but here's the thing that's bugging me now for those of you out there that watch nxt but don't watch raw or smackdown if you're not watching raw or smackdown um i guess i don't blame you i think you're trying to i think you want to see um more of what triple h does before you see whether or not you can fully trust him but Apparently Dexter Loomis has been showing up on Raw lately. You know, he's been in the he's been in the audience, kind of stalking things. Security keeps escorting him out. Well, apparently last night on Raw, he kidnapped the Miz. Like literally showed up behind a barricade, grabbed the Miz, pulled him over the barricade, and in a chokehold, dragged him back through the bleacher area and disappeared with the Miz. Now here's my question. What? What the fuck was the point? I don't know in kidnapping the miss only for him to get arrested the next fucking day I mean um, I know I say I want reality uh, and wrestling, but it doesn't have to be this fucking real
2: I mean and then,
1: seriously is the issue I'm having and then, Zach, it's not the time for this Chinese food mind games. We're trying to do a podcast now, as I'm saying, we got you you have a storyline where Dexter kidnaps The Miz, we could've did a thing where they're looking for The Miz, Dexter's showing up, I don't know, The Miz is tied to a chair. You don't know where to find him. Like, is he in a room somewhere? Does Dexter have a list of demands? You could've dragged this shit out for a long time. Plus, we keep The Miz off TV, which always makes me happy. And then you could have something where, like, Tommaso Champa's going up against Dexter or whatever. And But instead, what do you do? You You kill it within 24 hours. Unless the whole thing is they're going to try to ask where the Miz is and Dexter's not going to answer, so they have to to go looking for him. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. But I like that it says, for now. Because that tells me they're not getting divorced. And at some point, they're going to reunite. And I think it's going to be when it's time for Indy to get called to the main roster. Let's reunite, Index. And when
2: they do, that's going to be one hell of a a pop.
1: Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Okay, moving up. Yeah, sure. No end then. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. If we even want to call it that. Uh, We got the Dyad versus Legado Del Fantasma with Tony
2: D'Angelo. You call this a match?
1: I call it a waste of fucking time.
2: Yeah, I somewhat enjoyed it. I somewhat enjoyed it, but at least a died one. Yes. I don't like what they're doing with them, but what can you do? Well, you know what I'm going to say. Well, of course, go ahead and get it off your chest. I don't know how long this is going to.
1: Thanks for wasting our fucking time. Here
2: we go. Jeff, wait, we thank you so much
1: out. for wasting my fucking time. You're wasting my time. I mean, this is the. Hey, hey! What? Don't start with me, you Irish fruit topping. Now we're getting to the good stuff here. The point I want to make is She's this shocked. fucking, we go through this whole <laughs> oh, fucking storyline. This whole oh, fucking storyline. Shut up. I'm telling a fucking story here. Well, hurry up. It'll take you forever. Because you won't shut the fuck up. Go into the, the kitchen, pour yourself a nice, nice of glass and shut the fuck up. And let me tell my <laughs> make my point, all right? Now, we've been watching for fucking months. This whole legato, Tony D feud, you know, one minute everything's cool with the Don, then Santos comes back, it's all craziness santos loses last week he's fucking gone out the door we ain't gotta see this rat bastard no more and now tony d can get back to business with his crew and it looks like everything's going great now i like the fact he berates them for flying around the ring because quite frankly me personally i fucking can't stand it okay nobody likes the spot monkey bullshit and I'm glad to see that Tony D ain't a fan of it either, okay? I'm tired of the spot monkeys. I'm tired of the fucking Gymboree class, all the synchronized swimming, the fucking competition cheerleading, fucking ridiculous, okay? There's no psychology, there's no reason, there's no rhyme, and it just gets everybody fucking injured. That's why on here and in all the wrestling, you got a fucking injured list longer than my cock. So there you go. Now, this whole thing fucking ends with the dyad hitting the ticket to mayhem for the fucking win. Then, all of a sudden, Wild Lopez, and Del Toro walk out the fucking door. They're hanging their heads in shame, and they should be fucking ashamed. And then what happens? Santos pulls up in a fucking cot! He pulls up and he says, You didn't think I was gonna leave without you, did you? Uh, yeah, dumbass, because that was the fucking deal we had. Okay? You were supposed to go, you were supposed to go to never never fucking land, and then we were supposed supposed to have a theme here. So what happens? They all get in the car and drive off. So d- does that mean they fucking quit NXT? Are they gonna get called to the main roster? Cause Santos is fucking gone. Unless we're going to see a scenario where he shows up week after week after week till he gets fucking reinstated, because we're not going to follow through with his fucking storyline either. Because that's what we do in NXT. We just, we promise something and then we don't deliver because we don't have a fucking backup plan for the shit that we post. So the more I see this, the less faith I have in the heartbreak kid to be in charge of creative down here. And I expect better from the showstopper, the headliner, the main event, the icon, Mr. WrestleMania, all the other fucking nicknames they give this guy. This is fucking ridiculous. Make a storyline and fucking stick with it. If you ain't got a backup plan, here's an idea. Don't book the fucking stipulation if you ain't ready to follow through with it. Or let Santos sit at home till you got something to do.
2: <laughs>
1: fucking common sense, here. Anybody figure this shit out?
2: <laughs>
1: All right, Alex Trebek, you got anything you want to fucking add? You want to share something with the rest of the class? <laughs> No, of course you don't. He goes on and on right, like, "Oh my god, look. I can't believe no, he's no, no, talking." No, right, Meanwhile, right, he's got nothing to contribute.
2: I I like my turn to fucking talk shit out. Hear me out. I know he's sick of seeing it. I'm enjoying the living hell out of it. Maybe he said that they're not gonna really get rid of him. Let's keep where this going. And as long as they win, it pisses you off. Uh, I kind of enjoy it. So enough of the pasta talk. Move on.
1: On that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Von Wagner and Mr. Stone versus Tyler Bate. This
2: was not believable. <laughs>
1: Am I right or am I wrong? I would agree with you. Except the way they marketed Tyler Bate. Because apparently he's supposed to be the big strong boy.
2: He doesn't look that big.
1: I mean, but apparently he's been suplexing fucking, you know, Gunther before he lost all the goddamn weight. Back when he was Walter. You know, he's, in fact, when he became the UK champion, I think he beat Walter to get it. No, that was the other guy. That was another guy? Oh, yeah,
2: wait, sorry. Yeah, was that rushing?
1: Yeah, well, then Tyler must have beat that guy. Tyler beat somebody Badass. To win the you get title. So they booked him in a way to where it somewhat makes sense.
2: Okay. I was watching it and I was like, I was like, oh my God, the size comparison alone. Still to this day. I didn't realize how big Bog Wagner was until I saw that. I was like, oh my god, he's huge. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I thought in real life you'll take poor Todd and use him as a fucking toothpick and throw it away. I'm just <laughs> saying. Ugh, I did not enjoy this match. It was not believable. I didn't believe Tyler Bate It should have been Braun Breaker against Fox Widener. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> well, Braun Widener just fought. I mean, Braun Breaker just fought last week. They were not in a rush to put him back in the ring again. So that wasn't going to happen. So that's just, it was just oh. not realistic to happen at all. And then on that note, we're going to move oh, on man. to the main event of the evening <laughs> a lights out match. <laughs> Tiffany Stratton versus Wendy Chu.
2: As much as the fact that fucking Gator Ricky Ross is probably going to cuss at me. The match was fantastic. I fucking loved it. I was laughing a couple of times, but Wendy Chew came out there and whooped the ass. And they didn't have fun packs. They had Legos. And she got dots onto a pile of Legos. I want to say something. Ouchies. I saw that. I cringed. I was like, oh, ooh. And then Tiffany Shredder did that, that suplex. suplex. Wendy Chu moved away. She, she hit the mat hard. You see that? Yeah. That had her, like be real, more painful than it looked and she gets suplexed on top of top of the chairs i mean it was fantastic but apparently mr Bucci little ghost somebody was not happy with this i wonder
1: who that was hmm many this stage is yours. Actually, Mr. Bucciarelli is going to take a break right now, because, um, hello, everybody, this is Gator Ricky Ross, and, um, since I'm here with the ginger, maybe he can answer a question, because Mr. Bucciarelli refuses to answer. So, uh, Mr. Ginger, can I ask you a question, please?
2: Gator, I swear to God, it was about her wear pajamas. Is is it wearing pajamas. Why is the bitch wearing
1: Pajamas! As far as the fucking goddamn gimmick, you dumb fucking idiot. Your, it, yeah, the, it. the gimmick makes yeah, no it. sense. She's wearing fucking pajamas and fucking slippers in the goddamn ring. <laughs>
0: this makes no That's fucking it. sense. It shits upon my business. Hey, <laughs> oh, what is she do? She slams somebody through a bed. Who the fuck puts a bed in front of the ring? Who
1: authorized the bed? Why is there a bed? This makes no fucking sense. Why is there a bed? Who put the fucking bed? Did you sound like you need to go to bed. Shut up. Basket, Gator. I, fuck you. You're not going to put me in the basket. Ball gag. I, no, I, I, don't, I, I don't swing that way, Ginger. You have to go down to Blake's and find somebody else to do that with. Basket. basket. I, I'll put him in the basket. Gator, go to the basket. I'm not going to the basket. Go to the basket. I'm not going to the basket. Basket now. Fuck you. All right, so... Oh, Jesus because, Christ. Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Despite the fact that she was wearing pajamas, she was the most bad... Was Wendy Chu not the most badass you ever seen her? I have never seen her that badass. She wasn't really wearing pajamas. Yeah, I mean, it is, I mean, it, it is technically pajamas, but it wasn't like the onesie that she normally wears. It was more like... Something like an adult girl would wear to bed.
2: And she wasn't. She didn't. She, uh, she didn't. She wasn't goofing off. She was taking everything very seriously. I was like, "This is actually yeah.
1: fantastic." She had a look of anger in her eyes when she walked to the ring. She had aggression when she was in there. She wasn't like doing the whole smiling and moving her finger and moving her head around and doing all that goofy shit. She she came to fight, and they has fight. They has fight. It was fucking great. But here's the awesome. issue. Here's the question that I have. Mm. above everything else see gator's concern is why is wendy wearing pajamas i have a different question i'd like to ask what hold on hold on hold on her hair why the fuck is tiffany wearing braids
2: why well, I should try to look like Ivy Nile because I thought that was who it was no, at first.
1: No, no, no. First of all, 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 first of all. I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble for what I'm about to say right now. A lot of y'all are not gonna like this, but I'm gonna fucking say uh, it. Because it no, needs no. to be said. White girls do not look good in braids. Y'all can't pull this move off. I've seen y'all try.
2: I have nothing to do
1: with this. You can't. This is not a white girl look. <sighs> it's not a white girl look. Okay, Zach, name me a white girl, girl Facebook, that looks good in braids. Find I'm me one. I'm going
2: to come to your house and put my foot up your ass. Wait, what? If I get yelled at for this, I have no... Okay, guys, I have nothing to do with this. I did nothing. I, mean, I don't know who this is. He's some weirdo.
1: Oh, really? This... this, oh, really? Now now you've crossed... Now I've crossed the line? Now I've crossed the line? We all the, the other shit has been said on this show? What? Okay. Tell me when I the start... Am I saying anything wrong? What am I saying that's wrong? You're not wrong. Why would you just have to say it like that? Because I'm speaking from personal experience oh i've never braided my hair but i'm just saying i've seen a lot of white girls try to braid their hair like that it never looks good it's like women who overdo getting a tan some women know how to tan very well some don't and i said this on the regular guys so i know it's not too horrible it's like i used to i used to tell the story about how when i was in high school there were these girls i went to school with who were smoking fucking hot we go away for the summer, they come back, they look like barbecued Doritos because they overdid their tans.
2: I remember I remember you talked we did we talked about that. Uh yeah. On, uh, so I'm yeah, saying Dorito, uh, Some y'all back,
1: can't yeah. some people know how to tan and pull it off well. Other people don't. I'm saying the braids look does not work on white girls. I'm saying black women can pull it off perfectly. It works for them. Almost every black woman I've seen in braids has been sexy. In fact, the last girl I dated, when she wore braids, it was the ultimate turn on. I loved it so much when she went out, when she, when we would go out, she would make sure she braided her hair before we went out because she knew I thought that look that look was sexy on her. It wasn't mandatory. I just told her one time, God, those braids are hot. So she made an effort to do that every single time because she knew, damn. So I'm just saying, it's I've seen it happen. It's not good look. Tiffany looks better without them. She, she does not look good in braids. Her hair was better the way it was. And it just, it it. I was more uncomfortable with that than Gator was with Wendy in her pajamas.
2: He's been having a problem with her pajamas for how long?
1: For as long as she's been on TV. And how many times we had to fucking explain it to this guy, it works. It works his thing. Everyone thought Wendy's gimmick was stupid. I thought it was stupid in the beginning. What it turned what? it around for me was when the bell rang, she could work. She could work. And, again, because she has that playful gimmick, and because I don't think WWE is ready to show women with thumbtacks yet, that's why they brought in the Legos. And it worked for a gimmick, her childlike gimmick. Wait, hold on. Someone's actually coming back. Okay, Missy, but ready? I got one more thing I'd like to say. Um, As someone who has taken a Lego spot in a match before, that shit hurts like hell, and it's worse than thumbtacks. I have taken Legos, and I have taken thumbtacks. Fuck the Legos. <laughs> Yeah, Skater, fuck the Legos. Absolutely. But yeah, I thought overall, I thought, like I said, this match was great. It was violent. It was brutal. You know, the powder, Giant tries to powder in Chew's eyes, but she kick, but she kicks it back into her face, does a full Nelson slam through the bed, and then hits a splash for the win. And I felt Wendy Chu should win this to end this rivalry.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't think they should keep this going anymore. It was actually
1: it did perfectly. Yeah, this is it. This is done. You can't go anywhere with this now. It's time for both of them to move on. And for Tiffany to get rid of the braids. And then yeah, uh, you got it? and then after that, we see the contract signings for the women's uh title match and the men's title match, the unifications. Uh everybody signs their respective contracts, so now it's official. It will be Mandy Rose versus Samaruto versus Blair Davenport to unify the NXT and NXT UK women's championships. And one on one, we will see Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bate to unify the NXT and NXT UK titles. So the big question is, what are we going to do about the tag team belts? Because they hinted that we might see Diamond, we might see the Kree brothers versus uh, Briggs and Jensen.
2: That, that needs to probably happen too. That would be pretty cool.
1: Well, yeah, they need to unify the tag belts my,
2: too. Oh yeah, I would like to see that.
1: Sorry. No, I would too. I think we. And then after that, we need, And then any other Worlds Collide matches they want to make, we can make them. Uh-huh. He's got to see how many UK guys they have left that they want to put in matches. Like, like, I don't know what else you would do. Like, maybe since the Creed brothers would face Briggs and Jensen, maybe you could have Roderick Strong and Kemp versus the two members of Gallus. That way, that way they're on the card. And then maybe J.D. McDonough can find an NXT opponent. And, you know, just mix and match, you know, the NXT and what little UK guys you got left and you can make it work. Yeah,
2: all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sir. All right. You got anything else to add, Zach? Uh yeah, there guys. Everybody this was not that bad. It was a it was uh, a good start, great finish. Talk off, cater and I'll talk to you guys next week.
1: All right. That ladies and gentlemen wrap up this recap of NXT. Uh Zach, as always, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us and uh, I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely. All right. And uh, make sure you guys uh follow the Boochcast. cast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify, Google Podcast.
2: Google Podcast
1: and iHeartRadio. And
2: iHeartRadio.
1: Pick your favorite host site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. Uh, we have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Make sure you guys check out, um, once again if you haven't already, the Your Health is Important Facebook Live broadcast that is up there. Uh, also, we got uh, the, uh, yesterday's episode, the uh, Power Ranger compilation. Make sure you guys check that out as well. Well, it's the final uh, compilation of the the uh, the reviews we did of the Power Rangers series, so uh, make sure you guys check that out. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, at the Cast. get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Go to our YouTube channel, check out our YouTube uh, content. I am currently in the process of trying to see if I can get the SummerSlam watch party that Zach and I did uploaded. It's been a bit of a pain in the ass, but I'm going to see what I can do, worst-case scenario. It doesn't go up on YouTube, but I am trying my best. It's doing a lot of copyright shit, and I'm going to see what I can do to work around that for the future. Um, But it's being a bit of a pain in the ass at this current point in time. But also, we got also make sure you guys hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. As I mentioned before, we got a Dark Side of the Ring um coming up. I just got two more videos to finish, and I got a couple of other YouTube projects uh in the works uh that I'm gonna be uh, talking about. I'll reveal them at a later date. Uh, basically, when the Steroid Trial episode airs, that's when I'll be uh name dropping the other uh surprise content for the YouTube channel. I got some cool ideas in the works. Also, make sure you guys are following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash TheBoochCast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November 26th for WWE Survivor Series. Um, Now, I do have a bit of an update on this. Uh, The good news is, turns out we will be at Wrestlecade. we got WrestleCade set up, so we will be doing a special uh, American Males exhibit with uh, Buff Bagwell and Scotty Riggs of the American Males. Uh, the only issue is, um, due to the schedule that we have and uh, with certain other people who will be joining us, I don't know if we'll be able to do the live watch party in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So most likely it will be here in Georgia With the Boochcast team. So at some point I'm going to be getting together with the team members. To see if they're going to get together for Survivor Series and figure it out. If they're able to do it, that's awesome. If they're not, then we may have to skip Survivor Series. I'm hoping we don't. Uh, I'm going to try to find some way, somehow, to make this happen. So you guys get a watch party. We'll figure it out. We'll see what's going on. But as of right now, things are tentative. But that is the plan to have it for November 26th. Uh, Also, we have our D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, as well as another special twitch project in the works so stay tuned with us we'll have updates as things progress um also you guys can support the booch cast by going to anchor.fm slash the booge cast slash support become a supporter of the booch cast support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes we have three levels you can donate at choice is yours the first level is you can donate for 99 cents per month that's one dollar um This is for people who don't have a lot of money to spend but still want to put a little skin in the game and help us out. Um, If you can't donate at all and all you do is listen to the show and share the link with everyone you know, you're still helping us out a great deal. Donations are not mandatory. They're encouraged. But uh, like I said, if you want to donate, you have the option to donate just a dollar a month doesn't really hurt you guys, but it helps us out a great deal. If you got some much spending cash, you can go to the second level, which is $4.99 a month, $5. Uh, the same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a meter, $9.99. That's right, $10 a month. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. I know everything sold it to the Peacock. You got to know where to put that $9.99. So to that nine ninety nine, dollars bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You actually pay with your credit card or with G-Pay. And the best part is, all the money that we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use it to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe that it's going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed uh, Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid. Something that not even Tinder's be able being able to do. But God, we pray on it every day. And we'll continue to pray on it. And until next time, this is Vinnie Boochie, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. Cast. will to you guys next time. Until then,
0: pizza, pizza baby. baby.
1: <laughs> While well, I see by the clock on a wall... That it's time to bid you
0: one and all goodbye, goodbye, so long, so long, farewell, farewell, adieu, adieu, be good, be good. stay well, bye bye, keep warm, relax, and eat. take care, stay loose, adieu, bon i à la prochaine, goodbye till when we meet again.